This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Well, the Robert Lord Writers Cottage Trust provides rent-free accommodation for writers in any genre who come to live and work in Aotearoa, Dunedin. When New Zealand playwright Robert Lord took up a Burns Fellowship at Otago University back in 1987, he bought his first home, a small cottage close to the university and the town centre of Dunedin. His tragically few years in Titan Street were happy and productive ones, though. Before he died, Robert put in place a plan that the cottage would become a home for other writers who chose to come to Dunedin to write, and a trust was established to administer that plan. Today, as was his plan, Robert Lord's Workers' Cottage, which uh, has three furnished rooms and a courtyard garden, is rent-free and run as a residency for writers. Uh, one of those who have joined some time there joins me on the line now. Suda Rao is uh, with us. Morena, good to have you with us, Suda. Morena, kia ora. Kia ora. We don't Thank actually, you for having me. We don't talk to you from Dunedin, though, at the moment, do we? Nor uh, from the cottage here in, in Cromwell. Yes, I've just been going to be here for a few days, enjoying Central Otago. Um, when I grew up in Dunedin, spent a lot of time over here, and thought I couldn't resist coming and seeing um, the hills over here, which I think is amazingly beautiful. And I love the uh, sky over here, too, just like I love the sky and the harbour in Dunedin. Um, so this part of the world is very, very special to me, and it's sort of my soul, kind of my, my New Zealand soul, um, was born over here, I suspect. You know, so I need to come back here. I think there would be a lot of uh, our listeners who would uh, identify with that. We've got such a close connection with um, with that part of the country, indeed all of Otago. So beautiful. What a lovely morning it will be there for you to be joining us. Now let's um, let's talk a little about your, your work as a poet and how this residency came around for you. Tell us a little bit about your journey to get involved with the Robert Lord Writers Cottage Trust. Oh, okay, I, I um, applied obviously for this trust uh, because I took up poetry writing more seriously. I've been writing poetry for a long time. I've been a dancer in my past life as well. Um, and pe- a lot of people know me as an artist, more as a dancer than a writer. And when I stopped dancing, I took up writing and then I did the international, um, uh, the IIML course at Wellington um, 2017. I did a master's course over there, and I decided, well, that's kind of what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And um, when my life began to sort of turn around, I decided I would apply for the residency, and luckily I was awarded it, and I am just so happy. I wanted particularly to come to Dunedin because, um, as I said, when when my father migrated from India to to Dunedin, um, he was at medical school, and I grew up in Dunedin and went to university there, and and had family there before I moved to Wellington. So I wanted to do my residency in Dunedin just to capture some of that kind of feeling for some of the writing I'm beginning to do right now. So um, so I, I wanted to be back in the place where, as I said, my New Zealand life began. So that's how it all happened. So it, I guess it offers you what? It offers you... Some certainty and some focus um, to enable you to, to to embark on that work. Absolutely, yes. Um, and 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 what and I think what I love about the cottage is the atmosphere. There's a sense of um, you know writers have gone ahead of me. Robert Lord himself and sitting at his desk and writing, 
um, is, uh, you know, when I first saw it, it gave me the sort of the shivers, basically. Um, and it's lovely sitting and writing and knowing that other people have done similar things. It's, it's, um, gives you a sense of uh, belonging um, to the writing world. Does a residency also come with a little bit of a weight of expectation? Uh, you know, here you are having committed to being productive during a, a certain period of time. Um, you know, does that sit well with you? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I write every day. I've been writing about two to three hours every day, which is about as much as I can I can um, muster at, at the moment. And um, I have had, I've got two or three projects and... Um, I've abandoned one of them simply because I can't, don't have the time to do it. Um, but I've also come to do some research um, as well. I want to start thinking about um, the voice of the Indian migrant in in a in a multicultural society, which is not as loud as it it could be, perhaps. And so I want to find out um, who came to, if anyone, any Indian migrants came to Otago and what they did, how they came to be there and do some, some stuff around that. And I'm not quite sure what that stuff is going to be, whether it's going to be essays or or um, or a fiction type thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but I thought I'll start with the research and see where that leads me. How interesting. And the other project I had was a whole set of poems that I've um, got banked up in my in myself that I'm beginning to explore. Um, but what other thing that's happened is that I've, been thinking about writing about this this person who has been inhabiting my head for the last uh, oh easily twenty years, and suddenly I've found a key um, while sitting in this cottage to start writing about her. I haven't been able to do that, and and I've found that a most exhilarating experience. I'm so thankful to have had the time and the space and the place to do this. Um, Writing. When you talk about this person in your head, uh, it, this is this is what uh, some form of muse, or is it is it someone uh, from it's, your past? Well, I, I'm exploring that at the moment, Jeff. I think uh, it's it's a person. This person came into my head um, in this most dramatic way, and I thought, oh, you know, I must write about her, and um. And I started writing poems, and and I just couldn't, I just couldn't, not none of it worked. And I was talking to another writer friend over here, and she said to me, "Why don't you just, just talk to her? Get up in the morning and write about, you know, just have a conversation with her," which is kind of what I'm doing. And suddenly, you know, something is happening that I, I've written pages and pages now. <laughs> Much of it is worthless, I'd say, but you know, but I've begun to sort of start the journey if you like and, and, and this was triggered by you, you settling down in the cottage you know yeah. so that was unexpected for you totally I mean that was that was not on the radar at all you know that was what wasn't what as I said I had another project the project of abandoned is actually I wrote a suite of poems um, when I was doing the master's degree um, which was really meant to be for dance as well, I can't give. I don't seem to be able to give up my dance world, and I thought oh, I'll make some poems that I can actually put some movement to it because I'm exploring that as well in my poetry writing. I've actually made two poems that um, has got movement to it, which I actually kind of perform as well as recite. Uh, and I wanted this, but I wanted to have another person performing either with me or for me. Wasn't sure. 
And I was hoping to use the time over here to explore that with um, with someone that I was interested in working with, but I haven't got the time to do that. You know, dance. If you get into dance, it just takes a takes you into a whole other world of of um, of work. And uh, I thought, no, I'll just focus on the writing itself. Gosh, and, so the, there's so much I want to ask you about all of that. Uh, it sounds like you've. <laughs> No shortage of of work to get into. Perhaps too much. <laughs> I suspect that might be the case, but I think for me personally, um, I'd rather have too much than than not. And, I'm, and I, I don't think any writer has ever is ever in a position where they don't have enough ideas. And you know, it's more like having the time to get one thing done well is, is kind of probably where. I'm, um, most of us sort of um, fall into, and I'm pleased that I have got ideas. I mean, it would be terrible to have come here and decided, oh God, what do I do? You know. <laughs> it does sound. It does sound like that. Particularly that that research project you've embarked on, uh, exploring uh, the the history of uh, of Indian settlement and migration in this part. Of, that that that's potentially a huge piece of work. Indeed, it is. And I actually, I um, when I get back from Cromwell, I'll be going into the Hocken to. Um, to see what they have, and also into the into the McNabb collection to see what they have over there as well, uh, in at the public library. So, um, one one of the, and, and I'm actually using this this time here in Cromwell to 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 sift you know and and prioritize my ideas, um, because I I need to do that. Otherwise, um, I have a feeling I'll be coming back to Dunedin one way or another, simply because now I've made some connections and. I just I have just so loved being back in Dunedin. I just loved that city, and um, it gave me you know it was a refuge for me from having been taken from a life in India to here to to um, Dunedin. And so for me, that city is always going to be. And I know I support. Um, I'm not even a big rugby fan, but I support the Highlanders when they play against anyone. <laughs> How long is the re- residency, Sudha? Uh, I've, I've, uh, I'll be here until um, the 22nd of December. I leave. Uh, we travel back on the 22nd of December. I could have had it for slightly longer, but um, Christmas means being with family, and we didn't want to be, you know, away from them at that time. So, mm. I, I did want to explore with you also um, this thing you've touched on the connection between poetry and dance. I did I did wonder if there was one, and clearly there is, given that you've talked about the two being com- combined for performance. Have you always yeah. seen and felt that connection between the two? Yes, I have. I mean, um, I mean, the thing with dance, uh, and, uh, and especially the style of dance that I learned, which is a South Indian classical style of dance, where Poetry, uh, sorry, music and dance um, go are very, very closely aligned, and architecture as well, because much of our dance um, use things about space, uh, you know, your body in, in, in the space in a very architectural kind of a way. So for me, those three things have always been part of my my makeup from ever since I began learning dance, and all our music is very poetic, you know. It's, um, and you can't help but be drawn into that kind of world. And for me, I began writing, I really seriously began writing poetry when um, I was at, at a dance school back in India. I I was so taken by some of the seasons of that, of that um, uh, where I was staying that I, I started writing a poetry, and it seemed like a very natural thing for me to do. So when I, I decided that I wasn't going to be 
doing dance um, at any at any level that satisfied me. I I um, picked up my poetry again, but I kept it very quiet. I mean, not very many people knew that I actually wrote until a very dear friend of mine in Wellington, who's a poet and a photographer, a woman called Mary McPherson, said to me, oh, why don't you join a poetry group? And, and I said, oh, my God, I, I can't do that. You, know, you guys are all... Uh, published writers and she said, just come and give us give it a go. So that's how it all started. I we've been doing it now for a good fifteen fifteen years. We've formed up we a group of poetry um, writers, women writers and we call ourselves Meow Girls. Um uh, Meow is an M E O W which is a which is where we used to meet in Wellington and girls is a G U triple R L S. and we still connect up and read either you know, work in progress or or finished work, so whatever, you know, and, and um, lovely group of women. And many of them are actually published poets in their own, own right. Mary's published, Janice Freegard uh, is another poet who's published, uh, Kirsten Laharaville, Mary, uh, Mary Creswell. They're all people who've had two or three, you know, poetry books published, so... I'm in very strong company and very supportive company as well. Yeah, so and so good to have uh, collegial support. What about connections mm. here to the literary scene in the in the short time you've been back for this residency? Have you been able to make those kind of connections at any time for it? Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, I, well, um, uh, my my first book of poems being published next year in May by Cuba Press, and when I when I was thinking about submitting it for publishing publication i i was i was lucky to have had um, my manu- manuscript um assessed by Magella McCullen um, and um and Magella, uh has helped me sort of get to the point where i had the confidence to take it to a publisher and i met up with her and had a fantastic time with her and it looks like we'll be we'll be you know connecting up one way or another and um, Michelle Elvey is another person that I've been connecting up with, and I've actually just done some work that she is doing an anthology. Um, I think she's calling it the Venice Anthology, um, based on uh, 421 years of the birth of Venice and 100-year um, uh, anniversary of um, James Joyce. Um, so, uh, so you know, she's commissioned some of us to do some work for this anthology and so I've connected up with those two and spent some time with them and I suspect I'll probably continue to have more you know continue to have relationships with them um and um I have you know Ruth Arneson is a good friend of mine who whom I'm hoping will I'll connect up with sometime next this coming week when I get back um yeah I'm quietly um quietly building my little um, literary world connections in, in Dunedin, which will mean that I will come back for one piece yeah. another. So that's another byproduct of, of a residency, right? You, that, you know, anywhere in the world, that's what you would hope would happen. Yes, yes. And and, and, and they're such generous people. All of these people I've mentioned are all incredibly lovely, generous, um, and exciting writers. You know, they write beautifully as well. So it's it's uh, I feel really honoured to be um, able to make these connections and 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 link up with them, you know. So great. when you uh, wrap up this residency uh, later in the month, what do you hope that that experience will have added to your professional work? 
Well, I, 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 I guess I have very little expectations of anything other than just having enjoyed meeting with people and having the opportunity to write and, and write with a kind of a clarity and honesty that you know most writers are always seeking to to achieve and and I feel like um, I feel I'll, I'll, I, I don't I, when I go back I'll reflect on this and I don't know what it is I would have got from it all I know right now is that I'm enjoying every moment for what it is and just taking it as it comes I'm just not putting any I'm not thinking oh you know what's the end product of all of this I'm just thinking Aren't I lucky? And I'm just, just, I feel blessed to be able to sort of, you know, enjoy, enjoy this experience. And that's kind of all I'm doing at the moment. I'll let you know yeah. what I'm going to think of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to- so wonderful to talk with you, Sudha, this morning. And um, it, it would be wrong of us uh, to leave you without asking you to share uh, at least one of your uh, poems with us. Um, so would you do that now and, and tell us about it? Oh, sure. Um, I wrote this poem um, for for my master's degree, um, and it, it, this was one of those poems that just kind of came out, and it's very much a Dunedin poem, and it's a poem that I wrote remembering what it was like to um, come to Dunedin, and I think it's my first... Um, the day we entered uh, the house in 75 Union Street, which is where we stayed when we first came because my father was given a place to stay as a research fellow, so this is called, um, and and I, we never ate, well, not the salads like we eat now. I eat now, but our salads are very really different. And this, was a, this poem is called Making a Salad. And um, I hope it uh, unravels for you what I'm trying to say. Making a salad. My hands work over green leaves on the kitchen table and music banks out from my memory, making leaves travel. I remember crossing the date line and disappearing into an ocean circling the bottom of my earth. I remember walking into a shelter made of wood, kind welcome on a sleeting southern summer day. I remember how the light smoothing the walls was gray with cold, how raindrops clung to windows before tearing down. Learning to feel cold was to understand new seasons. Here, there are 50 words for rain. I became an infant, discovering my face, hands, feet. I could not use words to say who I was. I remember how my first experience of lettuce prepared me to compile a recipe book for salads. Kira. Sudha Rao, thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM for our Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature right spot. Just before we go, if people are interested in following you and your work, can they find you online? They can. I'm apparently I'm on Google, so please put my name in. But also you can find me under Meow Girls. It's M E O W Girls G U Triple R L S. We have we have stuff on YouTube as well. So I think there are two or three of me me reading. Wonderful. Poems.
Thank you so much, Suda, for joining us here on ORFM. Go well. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Jeff, I've enjoyed it. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.